Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking to Amanda, who is a family nurse practitioner. We spoke to Amanda back in episode 16, where we talked about strategies on how to systemize her functional medicine practice as she was making $40,000 a month and was growing very fast. Today, she's bringing in over $80,000 a month and continues to grow. We wanted to chat to get some updates on how the business is going and talk on how she has doubled her income in the last year. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Justin. Yeah, thanks for reaching back out to me. Uh, you know, we, we, we've only had a couple of these kind of follow-up episodes, so it's uh, it's good to just chat and kind of, you know, see how you're doing. And um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're doing pretty awesome. So bring us up to speed with, you know, where you're at since the last time we talked, we talked about a year ago, so... Right. So a year ago, we had just moved into our new building. We were just launching our aesthetics, both injectables and facial peels, all of that. So I was super busy just getting all of that. And that is a, a whole part of this clinic that I knew nothing about. So my partners does all the aesthetics, but nonetheless, as the provider, I still have to know it. So I was really busy and just trying to learn all that. I was having a lot of meetings. So you and I talked about like how to prioritize my time. And one of the things I was doing then is I had planned to take Medicare because I live um, on an island where most population is over 65. So, and you were like, are you insane? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were right. Yeah. And so I was spending a lot of time trying to figure out like how to get set up with Medicare and just, I stopped doing that and just, and so I don't take any insurance at all. This is all cash pay. People have no problem at all because they're so happy that I spend the time with them. And one of the other things that you and I talked about was figuring out, you know, where to spend my time. So I do a lot of things now. So we have an IV suite. We can do six IVs at a time. Of course, all the aesthetics. And um, I do a lot of weight loss. So um, I have a full-time nurse that does all the procedures. So she does my hormone implants all my shots, all of that. So now I don't, all I do is talk with patients. I don't do any procedures, which takes a lot of time 
off my schedule. So that's nice. Let's see what else have I done. And of course, IVs, you know, she sets them up there in the room. You know, I just do the initial consult with them. So none of that takes very much time and they're all here generating income. So that's really nice. Nice. Okay. So you're not, because I know like the problem that we were talking about, I know you're working a lot in your business and not on your business. So it sounds like you've really worked on your business this past year, like a lot, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. I have definitely worked on um, fine tuning my charting, just my systems. You know, I now have a buffer between each patient so I can chart on them because what I would do is I'd see like all the patients and then I would be here till nine or 10 charting. And then I'm trying to remember why, why did I write a squiggly line and a smiley face? What did that mean? You know? Right, right, right. So now I chart after each patient and it's just, it's a lot smoother. And, you know, everybody knows their roles now, of course, and that makes it tremendously easier because I have a CNA that checks patients in, does their vitals, all of that. And so this is a really new role for her and, you know, just the learning curve. So it's, we're in a great place. So we are about to move again. Um, in the next six months, we're going to move into a much bigger facility. I'm bringing nice. on a I know, I'm so excited. So I'm bringing on a chiropractor, a masseuse, a Reiki provider, um, and I'm looking for another NP because I really am maxed out. I'm booked out six weeks, six to eight weeks at any given time, and that's too long. You know, I don't My goodness. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are you the only, like you're the only provider there right now? Yes. Still? Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. And you have an RN doing a lot of the aesthetic stuff for you? Yeah, all the aesthetics and then, yeah, just the hands-on with the patients. Gotcha. And they're yeah. doing the IVs for you as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, she does everything that involves actually touching patients. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, your next move here is a, uh, it's a big move. Yeah. I mean, you're going to hire another nurse practitioner, you know, a new office, chiropractor, you know, so you're going to have two higher level, you know, individuals there, professionals there, therapists, whatever else it is. I mean, yeah, you're really going to, uh, you're going to the next stage. I mean, you're like, going to the next level, really. I mean, I think this $80,000 a month is going to turn into a, to turn into 150 probably in six months. Like, I think so too. It's, it's amazing. So we just hired a consultant to help us grow smart because, you know, the reality is I just can't take the time to like go find new space, to negotiate that space. All of that kind of stuff takes time away from what I'm doing. Gotcha. So, um, you know, and it's not cheap to have a consultant, but I think like always you get what you pay for. So I'm really excited. And she's got some really innovative ideas, like with our IVs. So there's big shipyards here. So she's going to go to those companies, talk to them about doing like wellness purchasing where they would buy bulk IVs. And then she's like, you know, you hire another nurse to just do IVs all day long. And she's like, because that's essentially passive income for you. And, you know, that's a great idea. So I think, you know, having an extra set of eyes to look at things in a different way is a great thing. So this isn't really a consultant then. It's someone who's actually like, you know, foot on the ground, like doing stuff for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Interesting. Yeah. So they're just not giving you advice. They're actually going out and like working for you, actually doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She really does. Yeah. And she's going to plan events. She's working on our marketing. So, you know, we have a marketing person, we have, we have all kinds of stuff. And so she, I have a coach for my employees. Just, I do not like dealing with employee issues. And so it's just, it is my big weak point. I just want everybody to come to work and go to work. Right, and right. so, yeah, so I hired a coach some time ago. And then whenever there's issues, I sit down with her and I'm like, okay, I need this to be better. And then she works with them on process improvement. 
so Kimberly is our consultant and she's worked with all these people to then, you know, like you said, take us to the next level. Right, right. Do you have an office manager? No. No. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if you had like some sort of person that was in a management position, you know, they should be able to do all that for you. You know, in terms of the employee stuff, I, I agree with you. I hate dealing with employee drama and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Drives you insane. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so it sounds like you really harness the power of delegating work to others. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's seriously one of the most important things about systemizing a business and taking it to the next level. You have to learn how to, you know, put the responsibility and tasks in other people's hands. And I know that uh, you weren't doing a whole lot of that a year ago. So I applaud you. Congratulations. Like you're doing the oh. perfect thing right now. Well, thank you. It is hard. You know, I think as nurses, we are so used to doing everything ourselves. And, you know, and I was an ICU nurse, so I was really used to doing everything myself. And I just, um, I felt that way. And, you know, from our conversation, because you were like, why are you doing, why are you the one that's finding, you know, your vitamins for your IVs? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I never thought about somebody else doing it, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. You shouldn't be ordering supplies and meds in your practice at this level. Like, you just shouldn't, you know? Like, it's okay at first. That's fine. Like, that's kind of part of it, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You kind of do everything when you start one of these little side hustles. But you know, once you start making forty thousand dollars a month, it's kind of it's 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 probably time to start having some other people do some stuff for you. So so I'm glad you did, you know. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I ordered some supplies from you know for for my practices. I, I couldn't tell you the last time. It's been years. So yeah, cool. So I guess uh how many employees do you have now? Five. Five. Okay. And those are a CNA and RN and what else? Um I have an Petition. I have a Saturday receptionist who does like a couple of different things. So we have our marketer. She does it. She's not really an employee, but she is here. And then I have a partner as well, who's another RN. Um, she's in Colorado though, so she is not like on the ground anymore here. But she does um, a lot of our like policies and procedures. She's really good at that kind of stuff. I got you. Okay. So uh, how many of these are contractors versus W two employees? Just our marketing person. Oh, you know our esthetician is as well. So yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. How has that been juggling that? I know when I started hiring some W two employees, and you see those employment taxes coming out of your account, it really becomes infuriating. How did you, uh, how did you handle that? Oh, it makes me crazy. It right. Does. I look at all the taxes we pay, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And you know, one thing is, I've always been very transparent, and so I, I am like that with my employees, and I show them. You know, I do give them raises. I think we pay really well. You know, and then they'll talk about different things. I'm like, let me show you like how much our payroll is because of taxes. So it's not like I'm just taking all this money, you know, because we reinvest everything back in. Oh, I did finally start paying myself. So that was exciting too. I would hope so. $80,000 a month. Hell. (laughs) And we also took your advice. I read it in a column about turning into an S corporation. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was a really good Perfect. move, I think, for us. And yeah, and it's nice to actually get a paycheck now. So yeah, right. Like, <laughs> all right, it's nice, right? It's like nice having that paycheck every, you know, every other Friday from your business. Like it's just kind of like goes in your personal account. You're like, cool. Like you pay taxes on it. Like it's it's a paycheck, you know? Yeah. Um, right, right, right. So that way you're not juggling taxes at the end of the year, you know? You're like, you are still paying into it throughout the year. But as an S corporation, though, you know. I'm assuming you're paying yourself the minimum amount that you can, you know, that you can get away with so you can take out the rest free of the employment taxes, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, the average pay for nurse practitioners, unfortunately, is forty five to fifty bucks an hour. So, well, you know what? That's how much I pay myself. Me too. Yep. 
<laughs> right. It's just an average, right? Like, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so you're making $80,000 a month revenue. If you don't mind, I'm just curious, like how much are you paying yourself, you know, a month? I'm just kind of getting a, a good understanding of how much you're paying yourself and, you know, what profit distributions kind of look like with, you know, at this kind of income level. Cause I mean, you know, you're close to a million dollars a year now. So, mm -hmm. so Caitlin takes 3000 a month out of the business because like I said, she works in Colorado doing aesthetics. Um, and then I take 8,000 in salary. Nice. Um, yeah. And then the rest of it, we're really just putting back into the Putting business. back. Yeah. Yeah. We continue to grow our aesthetics. We're adding service lines to that all the time. So I got you. I got expensive. you. Yeah. It costs a lot. Uh, the $8,000 a month that you're paying yourself, is that before taxes or after? Before. Before taxes. Okay. Got you. So you're bringing home like $5,500, $6,000, something like that. Yep. 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 Right yeah. Right around yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got you. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about this investing back into business because I think this is a very important concept that a lot of people don't understand. Like they don't understand what that means. And so, you know, investing back in the business is essentially the money comes in and if you spend it on your business, it's tax free. So you don't have to pay taxes right. on that income. Right. So you can either do one of two things with that money coming in your business. You can either pay yourself, you know, get hit on the employment taxes, income taxes, that kind of stuff, or you can reinvest it back in your business for it to grow. And so by doing that, uh, your business, basically, you're putting money into it. It's a, it's an investment, essentially. And so it grows and it allows your business to get, you know, become to the next level. And so those kinds of things are equipment, hiring people, marketing, new locations, those sorts of things. So what are some things that you have been doing in terms of investing back in your business to see it, uh, to see it grow? Oh, well, over the last year, mainly it's been aesthetics because most of my side of the business is you know, I'm talking to people. So I already paid for all that with my education. <laughs> so, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, buying Botox, buying filler. Um, we do stem cell therapy. So buying all the equipment for that, buying all of the things for facials and peels, all of that equipment is shockingly expensive. But, you know, and then we look at different things, like should we go into like CO2, you know, which is outrageously expensive, um, you know, just looking at these different things, but mainly it's bringing in these other product lines. And then just, you know, as the clinic grows, having it look different. So we bought all new lobby furniture, you know, we try to not spend a lot of money on things that are not going to generate revenue, right. but there is, you know, we are the only med spa in town. And so it's a really high um, income area. And so we want people when they come in, we want them to feel like it's a luxurious place. So you've got to spend some money to get that feeling. Obviously. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, that might not, you know, pay you income directly, but it, right. it kind of does though, because yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're in a high end area. You can't be in some shithole. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, <laughs> you know, like right, it has to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. And when we started, you know, there was furniture here. And so we just kind of used that and we had a few decorations. And over the last year, you know, our lobby is stunning, I think now. And yeah, of course, that does cost money. But again, it, it is appearance because, you know, we don't charge $8 a unit for Botox. We're not that kind of place. And so we do have to have that. But, you know, we're mindful as well. Like in our own offices, it's not crazy. And I sit on a bouncy ball, you know, we're not like spending $800 sure. for office chairs. So that was a big priority that Caitlin and I had was we try to pay the minimum amount of interest. So when we do borrow money, we're paying it back as quickly as possible. Um, and now we're really to the point where we don't have to do that. 
and everything we buy, we're really looking at, is this going to generate income? How yeah. much, how much marketing are we going to have to do to educate people that they want this product? You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Perfect. No, that line of thinking, I was actually going to bring that up. Like that's the kind of line of thinking that you need to really grow a successful business. Like if I spend this money, what will be the return? Like, how is this going to generate more income in my business? If it's not going to generate income in your business, then you really need to look at it and ask yourself, is this something that's truly necessary or am I just blowing my money? You know? Right. Is it something we want instead of something that is actually going to serve what people want to have? Exactly. Right, right, right. Like I always bring up the the example of, you know, a big giant saltwater aquarium in your lobby. Like that mm -hmm. shit's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's an ongoing expense because you got to pay somebody every month to take care of those things. Yeah, right, exactly. You don't have like, that. <laughs> right, right, okay, yeah. I remember I went to a neurosurgeon one time for my back, and he had this huge saltwater cream. I was like, that thing has got to cost thousands of dollars a month to maintain. Like, <laughs> my goodness, you know. Okay, so what have you found to be one of the highest returns on investment in terms of the investments back into your business? Like, what have you found that you know I spend money on this, I get two x in return or three x in return or whatever, like. What is it that you oh, found? Semaglutide. Semaglutide, yeah. Hands down. Yeah, semaglutide for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I have a very robust weight loss program. You know, and part of that is so when I was in nursing school, I also owned a trucking company and I was super stressed out. So by the time I graduated, I was about 287 pounds. And so um, I've done a lot of work, you know, and I'm thin again now. And so I really appreciate what these people are going through. So I really devised this program where they should not have to lose weight again. So I do a lot of behavioral counseling with them, a lot of, you know, really getting into the nooks and crannies of what are they eating? How are they exercising? Why are they eating what they're eating so that they're successful? And I've had a lot of, you know, 120, 130 pound loss, which is really gratifying and good for them. And then, of course, they go out and tell other people. So, you know, and the, the markup on some glutide, of course, is astronomical and and I'm fairly reasonable with it. There's places in Washington that are charging like a thousand dollars. Oh, I know. I know. Just absolutely it, price gouging people. Yeah, know? and and I don't do that. You know, I mark it up. I generally two and a half times is what I mark everything up. You know, and that covers everything, makes us nice money, and you know, and then we're still helping people, and so I feel right. good about that. Yeah, like you don't have to charge. I mean, those places that charge a thousand dollars or whatever for a thirty-day supply of semaglutide. I mean, that is just that's it's 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 highway robbery. I mean, it's completely unethical. Um, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can charge three hundred and fifty bucks for it and still make a good profit. Like, and it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it is reasonable. And um, joint injections. I I have the same philosophy with that. You know, it does not cost anywhere in the ballpark of five thousand dollars, but that's what people charge. So when I do joint injections, I charge a thousand dollars, which is still a really hefty profit. Well, you're um, still you're still two xing your money. Yeah. So and that's great. And you know, and I've tried to really move into areas that are very minimally time taking. So yes. that I have to do myself. Obviously, I do joint injections myself. You know, but that takes me what five minutes. You know, Trish is able to draw their blood, spin it down, give me the cells, and then I inject. So it doesn't take very long. Yeah. I've got some things that I do, like it's kind of my passion. Like I do a lot of gut health that is very time consuming and not super profitable, but I feel like it's incredibly important for people's health. So I balance everything out with like, okay, I do this one thing that's almost like a charity, but on the other hand, you know, it's really good for people. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. So 
the time investment you put into, you know, your business. You know, if I put this time into this service, you know, what's the return on that time investment as well? Like you can't just look at money in terms of investment, you know, return on investment. You can't just look at that. You can't say, this is going to cost me $100 and I make $300 off of it. That might be true, but how much time does it take for you to put into that to make that return, right? So, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I wrote an article on the uh, Lead MP website titled Most Profitable Niche Practices, and I rank them. And it's not based off of just profitability. It's based off the profitability of the money and time you have to put into it. And mm-hmm. so in my opinion, weight loss and HRT have one of the highest returns on investment from a monetary standpoint and time investment standpoint. Would you tend to agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't even think about like our BHRT because, you know, it's just something we do all the time. But yeah, that that is very profitable. And you're right. I went to a course, learned how to do it. You know, it, it's not it's not complicated. You know, it's mm. just... It, Sometimes the issues that people come with, fine tuning, the dosing, you know, that that's a little bit of an art, but the initial upfront time and money was not horrendous. It's not, no. And like the semaglutide, for example, like, you know, you're making a $200 profit a month off of, you know, off of this. And how much time do you spend with each patient once they get dialed in after a couple of months? 10 minutes? Like, you don't have to spend that much time once they get dialed in. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. So at first right. they see me every two weeks, but then once they start, they're losing weight. They figured out how to eat, you know, consciously. Then I see them once a month, you know. And if they start slipping back, then we go back to two weeks. But generally, they're on a, you know, one time a month they see me. Right, and right, right. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Right, right. Exactly. Like IV infusion. I'm glad that you outsource it to an RN because IV infusion is very time consuming, very laborsome. And the return on investment is not that high compared to other services. So, I mean, if you were sitting there starting the IVs and managing all that, you'd have no time to do anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and we're even looking at making that easier. Right now, we, you know, we're mixing all the bags and like with each individual, you know, and a Myers has, I think, eight things in it. It's time consuming. So we're looking at a company that pre-mixes the vast majority of it. So you, like all your, you know, calcium, magnesium, all of that stuff is in one bottle. These are in one bottle. So you're only drawing from like three bottles to make a bag. And so, you know, just trying to make things a little bit easier so that we can increase that that turnover in that room. But I mean, as a line item expense, you do make a fair amount of money on IVs. But getting... No, you do. Yeah. That, that's the thing is like educating people why they want IVs. That is time consuming. And we've spent a fair amount of money doing that. Yeah. 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 So you're prioritizing your time based off of income now, it sounds like. So what are some next steps for you? I mean, I know that you said you're bringing in a chiropractor and uh, going to a new office and this sort of thing. So what are your what are your kind of your plans here? I mean, thinking from that prioritization standpoint, that that mental state of what's going to bring an income for us, make my life a little bit more easier so I can get back, you know, my own time. So what are the next steps? Well, yeah. So, so exactly what you just said, bringing in other providers. I do want to, um, I'm 55, so I don't want to be working for the next 20 years. Um, So yeah, I do want to start stepping back. I want to, you know, teach people. It's very important to me that we retain this Oh, gosh, I don't quite know how to say it. The, the one thing I hear from my patients over and over again is they just really appreciate the fact that I'm listening to them and that I take time to hear them because all my appointments are either an hour or 30 minutes because I do want them to be heard. 
And, you know, so often people tell me that, you know, like I've done all these great things for them. And truthfully, I just listened to them, you know, and so I never want to lose that. I never want to turn into where we're seeing patients for 10 or 15 minutes and they're rushed. And, you know, so being able to grow, but still maintain that is really important to me. Our long-term goal, so three to five years, we want to build a destination med spa that's just astounding, you know, and so that's that's what we're working towards. I want to bring in all of the kind of aligned providers. I want to have a midwife. I want to have somebody that, you know, an herbologist, because we live in an area where you can go and pick your mushrooms, pick all your the things out in the woods. And so I want to have classes on things like that. You know, just a place where people can go to get all of the therapies that actually make your life feel better. And, you know, of course, by that point, I don't really plan on seeing patients. I sure. would want to get that going and then, you know, go somewhere warm in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two excellent points right there. You're delivering significant value to people and they pay you for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the other areas that I've started to spend time, so I'm on the board of the Chamber of Commerce here, and I've started to get involved more with civic things because I feel like that's really important for me as a person, but then also for other people to see me out doing things, that it's not just, I'm only here worried about my business, that you know I'm out in the community as a whole, helping other people do other things. I think that that's a really good use of my time, although that's one of those things that doesn't really make me money, but... It's, yeah, but it's it's yeah. fulfilling though. You know, I mean, you yeah. enjoy doing it, right, 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 right. Yeah. And the other point was, you know, you're building passive income here. You're you're having other people, you know, run your business for you, so you can sit back and collect while you know managing it, being the CEO of it, and then you could spend your time, like I said, doing those things. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think in the next few years, this. I mean, I think that's completely realistic. You've got a plan. You're generating pretty healthy income here. I mean, I think this is going to be some multi-million dollar practice in a few years. You're following the trajectory of a normal growth of a business that reinvests back into itself. So two things happen with a business. You either just kind of say, hey, I'm cool with where I'm at. I don't really care about growing it anymore. I'm content, right? So like right now, if you decided, you know, I'm kind of cool where we're at. I don't want to do anything else. You could probably maintain this, get up to about $100,000 a month and just sit back easily. Mm -hmm. You stop reinvesting in the business and you start taking the money out, right? But by reinvesting it, what happens is you get a doubling almost of the income on a yearly basis. And so you're already seeing that. You were at $40,000 last year. You're at 80000 now. By next year, if you continue doing exactly what you're doing by investing money back into it and grinding hard, you'll be over $150,000 a month. Then a year after that, you should be 250, 300,000. Like, as long as you keep doing that, you will get to a point where it just continues to double. And then you either have to say, okay, I'm cool with where we're at. This thing's generating three or $4 million a year in revenue, or I want more. And that's when you open the other location up. And then you just continue reinvesting it. Like, that's how you just create a vertical business where it just continues to grow. So keep this in mind as you're going through this because you're already on that trajectory path. So if you're doing exactly what you're doing now, your income will double within a year. I, I, I guarantee you will. Well, I am excited for that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. Yeah. Like when does a man just say, okay, I'm cool with where we're at? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you said you're 55 years old, so you probably want to start living some life, I'm sure too. So yeah, absolutely. You know, you do, if things change, you know, it's later than you think, right? And yeah. uh, 
So I keep that in mind all the time. I, I was going to go back and um, do the board certification for IFM. And I just started looking at time. I'm like three more years of school. I'm like, you know, and it's not that I don't want the knowledge. I'm like, but I can take workshops with IFM. I can, I can keep learning without doing a structured program. And then I can spend those three years doing something else. Um, so I think for me, it's not really a money thing that I would be looking at saying, okay, now I'm done. It's really that, you know, I really want to see us expand. I really want to see that med spa. You know, I can, I can walk through it in my mind right now. Yeah. And then, you know, we have talked about putting locations, one in Colorado, maybe one in Las Vegas. You know, I would like to see that. I think when we get to that point and, you know, really somebody else is running the day-to-day operations of, you know, this business then that's when I could probably step away and be like, okay, I'll check in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a busy girl for the next four or five years if you want that to happen. But I think that, uh, I think you'll be able to though. And probably what will happen is, you know, if you do that and you expand to multiple locations by just reinvesting back in the business and doing exactly what you're doing, you can package this up and sell it if you wanted to, and then be retired a multimillionaire. I think so too. And, you know, I'm super fortunate. Caitlin and I have an amazing team. Everybody's really excited about what we're doing and very passionate about it. So in that, we are just really lucky. We haven't hired anybody that we're just dragging along or they're just showing up for the paycheck. And so that's exciting. Everybody wants to grow with us. And, you know, that's a huge help. Oh, yeah, for sure. And make sure that, you know, make sure that you reimburse them for that. Like, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I try to pay my, my employees very, very well. Cause I mean, they are helping me grow, you know? And mm-hmm. so I try to, I try to reimburse them for their time. So yeah, just make sure that you, you know, give them a little piece of the pie. Oh, absolutely. It's important. I always want them to know how much I value them. And so I, I do try to tell them that all the time. We do a lot of really fun things with them. We went to drag queen bingo last night and, you know, of course the company always pays for that. We just do a lot of different things as well as, you know, we try to pay them well for, you know, this area that we live in, that's, that's kind of difficult because it is just so expensive, but that's life. That's life. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think you wanted to do a shout out or something to, to someone. I remember you mentioned that before we hopped on the call. You want to go ahead and do that? Yes, absolutely. So Carrie Jones, stop being afraid, get out there and you can come and learn with me or we could do something amazing in Las Vegas, but stop clinging to security because it's not really there. It's an illusion. That's exactly right. There is absolutely no security with being employed. There's not. It's an illusion. It's what the elite wants you to think. Like, here's your insurance. Here's your cozy 401k. Here's your salary. But we can take it all away whenever we want. Like, it's not secure. No, not at all. Not at all. Right, right. Starting your own business is far more secure than being employed by someone else. It it just is. It really is because you make all the choices. You know, it is up to me if I succeed or fail. Nobody else gets that a hundred percent you know i had that fear myself before i you know finally left the urgent care that i was working at and you know that was over a year ago now and it's just like what the hell was i so scared of like <laughs> i'm making more money now <laughs> like you know like, i know I'm, look at you you're an I'm, empire like, yourself <laughs> like yeah I'm, like, I'm more secure now than where i was before <laughs> like and so same thing with you too like you know within the next year you're gonna be just more secure than you could ever be being employed by someone else Absolutely. Absolutely. And doing something I love, you know, doing something that you like. Exactly. Right. Well, listen, I appreciate the call. I like to end the episodes with uh, you asking me a question. You have any, any questions, questions for me? Oh, what is next for you? I really don't. uh, (laughs) 
I get asked this sometimes and the answer changes from, you know, time to time. But, right. uh, but for me is, you know, I'm trying to systemize all my businesses, doing the exact same thing that you're doing and, you know, getting to the point where I can just step away from a lot of it. So I can just enjoy my time with my newborn son, my family, you know, get in the RV and just go drive around for two months if we want to, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm wanting to move to. And I think that the next year I should be able to make that happen. I said, it's just doing the exact same things that you're doing, investing back in your business, delegating work to others, systemizing stuff. That's how you do it. So. Well, awesome. Well, I hope you get to do that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Uh, this is a great episode. Listen, holler back at me next year if you want to do, you know, a third follow-up. So that way we can hear about, you know, how you've uh, you know built a million-dollar practice. I absolutely will. And maybe I'll take you on a video tour of our new facility. Hey, hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be cool. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode with Amanda. Amanda is killing it. All right. She started, you know, it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and she almost has a million dollar practice at this point. She's doing everything right. She followed the advice in the courses. She followed the advice in the podcast, the articles. She's reinvesting money back into her business. She's delegating tasks to others. She's focusing on income generating activities. That's what you have to ask yourself if you truly want a profitable business. Anytime you spend money in your business on something, ask yourself, is this going to generate income? If it's not, ask yourself, do I truly need this? And most of the time, you don't. So don't get shiny object syndrome with certain things, all right? Ask yourself those questions. And then also, you've got to be okay with delegating work to others, okay? There's no way you can truly grow a robust practice without having someone to help you, all right? You just can't. And you got to be reinvesting money back in your business on a regular basis, all right? If you do those things, you will have a practice like Amanda's and myself. You know, a practice that generates high income, with less time from you, okay? It doesn't require as much time from you to get the thing going and to operate on a daily basis. All right, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content of this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2023 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced with out our written permission.